Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. to another edition of the Document Our History podcast, the DOHS podcast, which is a bibliotherapy podcast for um, healing the trauma of um, women and girls and children who are victims or survivors of sexual and gender-based violence. In the Document Our History podcast, we do not judge, we, we hug, we believe you, we welcome you with open arms and we give you literary information and resources to help you heal and disabuse your mind. Um, my name is Ololade Ajayi, the host of the DOHS podcast and today I am here with someone very important. I am so excited um, about this guest today because this person is like, oof. if if the um, humanitarian um you know, sector was an industry. This is like a a, a luminary, a, a huge bamboo tree in the humanitarian sector. Um, we call him the one man Mako in circles of those that are familiar with him. Um, he is the chief operating officer of the Advocate for Children and Vulnerable Persons Network, which is an organization that I have mentioned severally. Um, that I also work with the DHS podcast, work with like, um, an umbrella body for our organization. And um, this is the man behind, um, you know, the dealings of ACVPN, of Advocates for Children and Vulnerable Persons Network. I'll let him introduce himself. You have the mic, sir. Yeah. Good evening, everyone. My name is Ebenezer Omejadele. I'm the chief President Officer for Advocate for Children and Vulnerable Persons Network Nigeria. And um, I'm also a co-founder of the Advocate for Children and Vulnerable Persons Network. And as you're aware, Advocate for Children and Vulnerable Persons Network is, uh, is in the seventh year in existence. It's duly registered with the Corporate, of, Corporate uh, Affairs of the Corporation of Nigeria. They also with uh, agencies, both federal and state. And uh, the advocates in its acronym, uh, which is acronym, ACVPN, uh, is comprises of both state actors and non-state actors who leverage judicial strengths to achieve a common goal in the best interests of children 
and all vulnerable places across Nigeria. And uh, we have our our cases through mandated reporters, we call them mandated reporters, that the identity doesn't have to be disclosed. And uh, we'll be working closely with all the agencies across the Federation regarding this uh, wonderful institution. And also, podcast has also been our reliable partner in the course of this journey. Thank you very much, Mr. Ibiliza. Um, it's my pleasure to have you here today on a topic which is also very dear to our hearts, and we know that it's very dear to your heart as well about um, child rights and also about um, vulnerable people. And um, we know that, um, you know, there's been several interventions over the year with several bylaws and all of that, even from your organization. But we, we, we want to know to what extent and also today we want to also, you know, ask questions that um, the answers will help the government to also further formulate policies that will help this um, children and also vulnerable persons in Nigeria. And so, so that people listening to this podcast will also be able to know, okay, this is my right, this is what I'm entitled to, this is what is supposed to happen if such person does something to me. So I'm going to be asking about um, the Nigerian government and uh, policies about um, the child rights, uh, the, the, the human rights of children and vulnerable persons network. How far do you think um, they have gone? How well have uh, um, this Nigerian community doing um, about child rights law and also um, laws for disabled person because I'm, I'm aware that we have the child rights law and um, there's a disability act as well but is it so visible in the public are they are we also um, are these laws being enforced well um, let me commence first and foremost the the Child Rights Act, which was, we start with the Child Rights Act 2002, which was domesticated from the Convention on the Rights of Children, the UN Charter, 1989. And um, before it was domesticated by Nigeria in 2002, then other states have uh, also took the mantle of leadership. Lagos states, I was at the forefront that came up with the child rights law, CRL 2007, which has been reviewed on three occasions now. And uh, now they are working on that law to absorb some unforeseen circumstances in the course of prosecution and execution of the content of that law. As you know, uh, the state actors and this act, the, the state actors and non-state actors work as a result of this law, which is Lagos State at the forefront of this, of regarding this law to protect children, the right of children, you know, and also to make uh, compare parents too to be to be responsible. But most importantly, most importantly, you realize that uh, the, the the disability. Act that was passed. It was uh, initially uh, the National Assembly in 2018 claimed that they passed the the law, the People Living with Disability Act in 2018 December. Mm-hmm. But the president, the sitting president, debunked it, claimed that he did not uh, not like that came to his table. 
and all that until they already rushed it to him. That was in January or so. When he asked 2019. Yeah. That was when he came and act in Nigeria. However, there's a lacuna. What really led what really led to the disability law to to have its uh, its uh, limelight was if you look at the Nigerian constitution, I think it's section 45, 2019, states that Nigerians, anybody, nobody should be discriminated in terms of their religion, in terms of their dialect, in terms of their culture, uh, but it didn't specify for those who are living with disabilities. You understand? Yeah. So that's, that was what informed the promulgation, the promulgation, the promulgation of that uh, Act 2029. And in that act itself, people don't really know that that act, I can give you like eight instances. For instance, the act empowers people living with disability to to embark on a lawsuit against anybody that stigmatized them, which is a track for individual 100,000 naira or option of imprisonment for two months or so, two years. And also for organizations. Is one million. One million here. Yeah, one million here. Right. Right. one million. And then also, in that act, it also instituted that existing buildings must be modified or structured to accommodate people living with disabilities. Yes. And standard building, current building that they are building, new building must have it. How many of such do you have? I don't see it around. How many of such do you have? Do you, do you, do you, do you have? for people living with disability. Also, you also have that in that, uh, I think the, the section 31 of the Act eh, establishes yes. what they call the National Commission yes. for People Living with Disability. Yes. But do you hear of them? How many I cases know. have they taken up across the country? Except Lagos State that has uh, Lascuda. Yeah. You get me? They have the offices in Laos and Lagos State in the Keja, the Secretariat today. But one thing that runs through our mind is, do you see the budgets allocated to these people? In national budget, there is silence. I mentioned after this discussion, a lot of people will be, there will be a lot of questions. Asking about ask the that, Do you mean that we don't know the budget? So these people, and the people living with disability have not been given the necessary place. In that act, you know I mentioned like three or four now. Yes. There's also a... Uh, there's also a section that that even in for public transport. Public there transport, yes, yes, there has to be accessibility. Right to health, to you get the right to education and all that, and also uh, corporate organizations are also expected to to go give five percent, five percent, five percent of their employment mm-hmm. to people living with disability. Who's supposed to give that? Every organization, oh. <laughs> both private. And and public institution, five percent they are supposed to allocate to people living with uh, disability. You understand? So that has not been happening. And also, if for public institution, like government institution, eh, the people living with disability are supposed to be their priority. They should be the first come, first serve. Of course. You get me? But it's not happening. I'll give you an instance. In, during those days, I was seeking for admission. One yeah. of the university, University of Illinois. You get me? Yes. I want to seek for admission. My jam score 
I was able to beat my was it the, was it geography they gave me then that I was supposed to go for geography. Uh-huh. I was qualified for that course, but the fact remains that they, they used quota system initially. Somebody was picked for quota system. Why the next person they picked was a person living with disability. Okay. That was the excuse because it's for Quara. Okay. You get me? Why me? I don't follow the quota system. So I should not look elsewhere for admission. So in this kind of contest now, if then they can somebody can say that, but they didn't follow it through. Do you get me? So they, they are aware these laws exist. Yes. Do you, you get me now? Because nobody is holding them. Yeah, yeah. You get me? Nobody holding them. Nobody holding them yeah. accountable for their actions. Yes. And that's why you see they're getting away with so many things. And the people at risk. This law protects everybody living with disability. Yes. They have a right for education. They have the right for for a right a, 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 a right to belong to health. health you know. Right. They, they have yeah. every right like normal people. Yes. Eh? They should not be deprived for any circumstance or whatsoever. But nobody's looking at it. Now, we're looking at so many of them have been abused now. Many of them have been abused. Yes. Some of them have been isolated yeah. because of their disability. Those living with autism, cerebral palsy, you know, so many like that. And again, the parents should stop living in denial. Children with children with disability, they stop living in denial. Now, there, there, there are laws. Do you get me now? Like I say, great laws don't bring great men, but great men bring great laws. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. Uh-huh. Great men bring great laws. That's so, it, yes. Great it, men bring great laws. Yes, according to, <laughs> according to Aristotle. Okay. You get me now? Great laws don't bring great laws, but great men bring great laws. The laws are already available. But somebody will just raise up to them, I just rise up to them and say, uh-uh, shall be this law? Is in this, so that's why I say ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Never. You get me now? Yeah. It's not an excuse. Ignorance of the law is not an excuse for you to misbehave. You get me? So you have to know that. Those are, I don't know if it's going to be like, you know, why did you follow about them? That bring the white paper for you. But because there have not been enforcement of these laws, that's why people are taking it for granted. Yes. And again, these laws, they are only there. The National Commission for 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 Living with Disability NPC NPCD. You get me? How well do you know them? You get me? Do they have their annex offices across all local governments in Nigeria or states as able to domesticate them? Like you have some some uh, state agencies in the local government. That is when this law will be efficient to protect people living with disability. Now you see, we've had so many cases. Those who have, I'll take the XYZ, the HIV. Eh? Yeah. You know, we've seen so many cases where a man who, who, who married a woman, he knew his status, we didn't tell her. You know, there's what we call discordant couple in, so in, in, in HIV. If they are 100% yeah. adherent to their drug, they do. Yes. one of them, they come out with a negative baby. Yes. You get me now? They have discordant couple. But intentionally doing that affected his wife. His two unborn twins were also in quite effective because she didn't get to know on time. Uh, what's it called? The stepdaughter, eh, who was negative, he, 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 he abused her, molested her, and also infected her. So we have a generation of the game. So, so if we are not taking so a, but let me tell you something now. 
in Lagos State, Lagos State is control agency. They have a law. 2007, I was there when they they passed into the law when they launched the 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 Lagos State the anti-domestic uh, anti-domestic uh, act or is it law? Yes, and it's law. Also, 2007, and up to now, police cannot even address if they say this man infected this woman with HIV. You get me now? They don't know what to prosecute. Because in the criminal law, for you to have an intention, it's already preventing it. For you to infect somebody with disease, yes, it's it's so it's, it's that much prosecutable. But why do you not have the legal state law of anti-stigma law? You get me? Where the, the partners is deliberately stigmatizing their partner that sees of forget an HIV. You get me? Meanwhile, it was the one. Some will go as well as beating them up in their place of work. You get me? So the police don't have the 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 way which are knowledge or the integrity mm. to say let me handle this case adequately so you have a huge problem the sensation itself taking that law to the closest community which is the local government mm. that will speak to the people you understand me yes that will be the first fight yeah. that's why that begin to say the advocacy should start there and they should domesticate this law in the local government because they are close to good. A lot of things are happening there. The state actors should be well informed. The community development association, the community development committee. You know, in that in those association, you have the artisans, you have the traders as association. Do you get me now? You have the faith base. You have the road transport. Do you get me now? They all have the representative there. So we've all converged together and say, this is what has happening. Like what we did, the bylaw advocate domesticated. Of child protection, child right protection, due to the incessant, incessant uh, uh, cases report on children have been violated, they have been assaulted, they've been killed. We have to come up with that because of the law enforcement. Each time you can, you don't have the law enforcement. Nobody have any right to. Except there are some cases, there are instances where you can apply alternative dispute resolution. Yes. Now there's restorative justice. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work, then you apply to the court. The court take its course. You get me now? But police don't have the power to be saying you must pay compensation. Of course. You don't have the power. Why are you doing that? It's out of your purview. Or landlord tenant issue. You get me now? If people live in disability for in that situation, what will happen to them? Or to those of them. I'm sure you, I told you about the story about the guy we we one guy one guy where we, we he was arrested. You get me? He's a notorious pedophile. And he took advantage of the girl. She's done. She, she, what's gone? She's dead. Okay. You get me? And ran away for the day he clocked one year they were looking for him was the day he was arrested. The guest father is a limousine cleric, very devoted and very, very, very educated. He swore that he would make sure they get when they called him. You know what I'm trying to say here is that when we got to the station, Makini, police station, Mafunuku. Immediately the girl saw the guy. She was almost pulled off her gown. I was trying to calm her down. She was eating me that no, 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 she did like this. No. That this is the guy. She was so excited. CTS is coming out of my eyes. She could not talk. You see that now? Yes. She could not talk. But she was excited. That's what we call those ones survivors now. Yeah. Because she has been a victim. She has been traumatized. How now talking to herself that you mean this guy could take advantage of me, you know? And, and before you go on, the thing is that 
women and girls who are also disabled are a double risk of being yes, abused. abused. Yeah. You get because me? Of their they situation. take advantage of they them. They take advantage, advantage of, them. of them so, so much. So, like, so now, now we have to come out all out to advocate for this group of special people. Yeah. You get me now? They are, it's not their fault. It's not their fault yeah. to be disabled. Anybody can be disabled. I've seen somebody who I used to know all of a sudden I saw him with crushes. Yeah. You get me? Anybody can lose his eyes. Of Anybody, course. Anything can I mean, happen to him. At our advocacy program that yeah. we did recently. Exactly. Together. Exactly. You saw those guys, fantastic guys that came out. There was, there was, there was, there was they, um, uh, um, uh, a virtually disabled man there. Exactly. I found out that he, he just lost his eyesight in 2018. He had cataract or something. Yeah, exactly. He didn't detect on time. So that's why it should be a win-win yeah. situation to let's enlighten our people yes. to do it right and get it right. It's yes. very, very, very important. Yes. It's very, very, very important. Thank you very much. And the child rights law. I don't know, maybe it is um, some of the police officers also do not know about this because, um, I mean, we were talking recently about a case of where somebody said she was going to remand a five-year-old or seven-year-old. It's, 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 it's not appalling that a senior police officer and a gender officer would say that on the national chart that she had registered a seven-year-old and five-year-old and remanded. Who does that? <laughs> you, do you get me now? she was trying to defend herself. Yeah. From I, my, do you get me now? Of course. Is it not, is it not laughable? Oh, it is. It is not laughable. It is indeed. That, and you'll be surprised yeah. it's a law enforcement officer. You, you see, that you, you don't know this is a somebody who has gone for international training. Wow. Do you get me now? It's not like a So, the know. training they is know, not passed through there. They passed through the training. All the money has tackled where Ojo no. Do you get me? <laughs> okay. Okay. It's like putting the square peg in a round hole. So we will we, we'll be using every opportunity we have to call on the government to incorporate the child right law and make sure that... No, the child right law is for legal states. It's for legal states. Don't twist it. Okay. Now, there's Violence Against Persons Prohibition Act 2015. You know, people have been saying that because yeah, if you look at legal states now, the domestic law of legal states, make it look as if it's only girls and women that are abused. It's only advocate that came out with a lot of fight for men. Do you get me now that we expose a lot of cases? Do you understand that? Even if I advocate that balance the story that no, the men have been abused too. We are having it in series. We have our evidence there. The yeah. pool of evidence that this is what is happening. Even if I advocate, I don't think those men will be everywhere today. So that's why we too we are advocating that the, the violence of the Perpetual Protection Act, the VAP law, should be domesticated too by legal state because every, virtually all the states across Nigeria are domesticating that law. Yes. Because that one covers the same jail term, life imprisonment. Okay. You get me now? That's the same jail term, life imprisonment. Exactly. 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 It's very important. The the, the law is not lenient again to anybody. So anybody who crosses the line should face the music squarely. But the Child Rights Act is actually. The Child Rights Act. Yes, you see, the Child Rights Act itself. That was the mistake of the conversion that he does not even look at the way he did not identify who a child is. That was where you see that most of the law enforcement were taking advantage, they were charging cases of rape, defilement, yes. eh? taking a look as if those who call them victims, the survivors, eh? that's what they're making them look as if they give consent. Okay. You get me now? Yeah. So, until the state, that's how Lagos State saw the lacuna there, the lacuna they saw in that child, that's why they now came up with the child right law. 
to make you not understand. Like in the Lagos Criminal Code, you see the section 137. Clearly, clearly defilements for child. Yes. I've had an encounter with one of the area commander, uh, area commander the 2IC. When the case, you know about the case, the girl's father has been molesting her. He uses the mother as a uh, sex slave to other men. Do, do, do you get me? Yes. And we've heard that that, spe- that particular area command was having series of cases of their cases, the uh, family cases, they're being released in the court. Who does that? Well, like, who is that? We didn't know that they have two gender offices there, two JWC there. <laughs> Until now, when they, it was actually the one under the area commander that was doing this, the, their OC was almost like, I, I said, look, Madam, I'm not here to teach you your job. I'm here to tell you what is obtainable in the law. Do you get me? Say you're charging case, I said they're giving child. What's happening? I'm handing a report that you people are releasing, you put child in court, the case of court, and Nessie Parmenter is walking back on the street. Do you want to do worse things? And the, the two eyes was like, okay, I said, bring out the legal state criminal code, open it, session 137. And guess what? When she opened it, she saw it point blank, the five minutes. She said, since then. Do you get me now? That guy, the family was so influential. They did everything possible that the guy would be sacked at Sheraton Hotel. It's not of our business. The law is not respect of anybody. If you can't spend the time, don't even do what to make you spend time. Do You get me now? So that was what we stood for. And we ensure that, yes, that child was liberated from a victim to a survivor. Thank you very much. Um, I want to commend you for your efforts um, in humanity so far. I mean, with me, I have the bylaw on child rights protection that um, was developed by you and your organization for Mosho um, Disola, local governments, one of the local governments in Lagos State. And this is um, a very commendable effort at um, you know, domesticating these cases. And I hope that the right people listen and we are able to get all of this into law and the society is um, gain some, yeah. some 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 sanity, sanity. From, from all of this yeah. so we continue to lend our voice to this we continue to say um the government should domesticate all of this and also um the disability act and the child right law um it must be followed and also to continue to enlighten the public about their rights so um one word for disabled people out there and also um, for children for people to know about their rights just yes the word one word for them is that uh, they should know that they have hope that the advocate for children will persist their talk across Nigeria we are there for them 247 and we continue to go with our watch words see something say, say something, something do, do something yes they advocate for children and vulnerable persons. How do you, we get across to you? Our website. Our website. Website is uh, www.advocatesacbpn.org.ng. Our social media handle is www.facebook/advocatesacbpn.com. Why Instagram is at at advocatesacbpn. That's the Instagram. Advocates at uh, our Twitter is at AACVPN. Or when you type advocates ACVPN, it pops up. So you can follow us on that and check our website. 
thank you very much. It's really good to have you on the podcast, Mr. Ebenezer Mejalile. Um, we are grateful for all you do for humanity. May humanity bless you in return. Yeah. Thank you very much, our listeners. Um, please visit www.dohs podcast to listen to um, the stories of survivors. And um, also, if you want to share a story so to encourage other women to speak up, please do not hesitate to um, hit the contact us button on the website. We want to thank our um, sponsors, the Gostain Center for Human Rights in the University of Nebraska and all our partners worldwide. We say thank you. Stay safe. See you some other time. My name is Aladia Jai. Thank you to our host. Ebenezer. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co.